three, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stuck in the Central Hockey Talk podcast. This is episode 11. Uh, we are recording this on September 19th. We would like to apologize uh, that the podcast did not come out uh, earlier this week. We had a couple uh, couple little uh, uh, technical, dif- te- uh, te- technical difficulties and... Uh, you know, we had some kinks we had to work out. Yeah, we had something uh, we had to uh, figure out, and it seems like we figured it out, and we're uh, we're we're good to go. That's all Alrighty. I got to say about that. Um, so I kind of asked uh, Hawk. So I'm here. I'm joined with Hawk Tim, of course, and I'm joined with Wild Tim, of course. Uh, my my name is Avs Rich. Hopefully, uh, people that are listening uh, already know us by now. But if you're new to the podcast, uh, you will recognize our voices uh, pretty soon. So, a little question I asked Hawk Tim this morning, actually. Uh, I'm going to change it up. If you had to play for one team, and it cannot be your own team, for your entire career, who would it be and why? Uh, Wild Tim, this one's a new one for you. So, you know, give us, a, give us your take. Who would you play for? All right. Uh, honestly, it, it, that's, that's a really tough one. You would have to retire with this team as well. So honestly, uh, if I, I'm going based off my, my real life game, uh, I don't know if I would last too long in this organization, but if I have the guarantee I'm playing my whole career there. <laughs> um, I, I, so basically I play a, a very Thomas Vanek-esque game where I just kind of float around. I do my thing. Uh, I make some crazy passes like through the legs and stuff like that. Uh, I do play more defense than Thomas Bannock, but I, it's not like me back checking hard. I'm just kind of like in the right position trying to stick check, uh, which is not this team style. But I just feel like living in this city, uh, just the music connection, all that. I think I'd have to go with the Nashville Predators. I mean, I, I like that. That's a cool li- one. Living in Nashville, I could do a lot of fishing. Uh, I could. Uh, <laughs> They, the home home of some fantastic musicians. I mean, a billion recording studios. Maybe I'll I'll do a little side hustle. There you so, go. Uh, I, I, yeah, you could hang out on the strip too. Oh yeah, just get get loaded after game. Yeah, you could crawl you could crawl back to the stadium, Birdstone, if you yeah. needed to. Um, how about you? If I'm a healthy. If I. <laughs> Uh, I'd I'd get absolutely buckled on this trip, and then just like somehow I'd probably have to get like an, I'd have to get like an Uber over to the, the rink. Yeah, that's uh I I could dig that one. How about you, uh, Hawk Tim? Okay, so my thinking on this one, I don't know if it has, it might have something to do with the fact that I'm a Hawks fan, but I have this you know this mystique about original six teams. The original and six is actually not a real thing. I, I oh, oh, believe me, I know, I know. But, like, just knowing that those six teams, though, that have that yeah. moniker have gone back yeah. to the 1920s kind of has yeah. that, you know, that special place in history kind of feeling. I agree. And, there's, I agree. and there's just this legacy that follows up with it. So Montreal. So, for me, I actually have two answers to this. No, not allowed. Oh, come on. One team you got to play for for your entire career. Because I was going to say there's a caveat to this now. I, yeah, I would, if I the, second, I would have picked Vegas. The, I would have picked Vegas. The mystique, the mystique for me of the, and the allure of the original six is kind of dying down. 
for me, like year after year. It's kind of going away. So originally, I was gonna say the New York Rangers. Okay, that's kind of cool. You know, comes you gotta live I mean, in New York. Yeah, and I mean that okay. that might be the downside because I absolutely hate New York. Ugh. If I if I did play for the the New York Rangers, uh, like I would no doubt about it. I would I would find a way to live in the Dakota Building. You guys, you guys would be paying uh, an arm and a leg to live in New York. But if I had to come up with a really good with with a with a concrete answer right here and now, though, yeah. Even though I love living near water, because that's just me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love being near water. Okay, I would still probably say, and and while Tim kind of kind of touched on it. I would actually probably want to play for the Golden Knights. Ooh, yeah, that one's sick. And I, the reason why is because it's a vibrant town. It may be a little one-dimensional of a town, yeah. but it's you know you don't have to live there in the off season. You didn't say that, Rich. No. So and also, also, I think everyone on the team, like literally every player, lives within like three blocks of each other in the town. I think it's Henderson where they put that age. Right. Right. So they all live in the suburbs of Vegas and they all live like right in a little bubble within each other. Yeah, And what's not to like with that. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I love, I love the team's identity. I love how smart the ownership and the uh, management has been. And I love the, uh, I just love the aura around the fan base and the uh, stadium. Now you do, you would have to wear white gloves. Are you okay with that? Uh, I can I can see past it. I, can, can, I can see past it. Now you you couldn't be playing poker every uh, Saturday night. That we'd have to we'd have to negotiate a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, I like that because not because nothing's keeping me from playing poker. Okay, I like that. I think I was thinking about this. Um, I think I'd go with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a good one too. And and I'll tell you what, like in terms of. Florida cities. I mean, I would definitely live in Tampa before I'd live in Miami. Yeah, like I would love to play for the Panthers, but it is a drive out to the um, stadium. Of sunrise, the up yeah. In so, sunrise. and you're not going to live anywhere and, close there. And Amalie so. Arena's right there on the waterfront. Exactly. Yeah, you, could, you could ride your jet ski to it. It would be mm-hmm. awesome. It would be so fun. Hell yeah! I mean, you could. You're some. You're. You know how all these. Uh, all these Canadian guys have cottages. You could just have a little summer house in uh, Florida. You know, somewhere. Uh, Anywhere you want. That'd exactly. be it. Could you imagine you're, you're like late to a game? The your 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 cart like is not it's it's giving you some trouble. You just in your suit and everything, just hop on the jet. Oh yeah, over to the arena. Yeah, my suit with there, some flip flops on. Yep, that would be see that would be fun. I think I like the uniform. Uh, I enjoy the management. Uh, I just think they. They are really well-oiled uh, NHL team, and I think uh, to have that lace uh, to that you know to leave the stadium and have some sunshine shining on you, you know, you're smiling, you're always smiling. Yeah. See, I I do agree with the uniform thing, but uh, why I like the uniform is because it's such a classic look, and it, it coincided with the hiring of of uh, Steve Eiserman as GM, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just the Blue Wings. They're, they're basically the Blue Wings, yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd pick Tampa. All right. So that that was a fun little. Uh... All right. I, I got I got a little question I have in my notes. All right. Uh, it's it's a little music question going off off the rails a little oh, bit. Oh yes, I like this. 
All right. After George Harrison, Uh-oh. who is not not the favorite, but who is the most influential traveling Wilbur? <laughs> oh, Bob Dylan. This That's traveling Wilbur for me. For me, Bob Dylan. And I, and, I, and okay. I'll be completely honest and and not like, uh, no pun intended, but petty about it. But it, it's yeah. not. It's not even close for me. Oh, oh. See, I picked Tom Petty. Me, see, yeah, yeah. See me. I'd I'd pick Tom Petty. I think Tom Petty. He's the greatest American songwriter of all time. Bob Dylan is a fantastic. Oh, oh, no. Timmy, Timmy, no. Timmy, stop it! No, no, stop no. I've been listening to Tom Petty every day for the, like, I the past. I have nothing against Tom Petty, but Bob. Okay, Jones, I listen to a lot of Bob Dylan. No, no, no. Okay, all right. I Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan is extraordinarily talented. Are you gonna uh, sit there right now and you're gonna yeah, dis- you're gonna sit is, there and you're gonna disrespect yeah. a Minnesota boy? I, I don't give a shit. Oh, Bob Dylan sounds like a cigarette. Bob, Bob Dylan sounds like a cigarette, and that isn't why he's not the best songwriter of all time or uh, American songwriter. But Tom Petty, oh. if you listen, like, oh no, like I know Bob Dylan, he created like this whole folk movement and stuff. But if you listen to the little chords and stuff, the little jazzy stuff that oh. Tom Petty does, Bob Dylan doesn't do shit like that. Bob Dylan. Every album that he made, except like Low Train of Coming, sounds like exactly the same. Okay, can, like, I, can like, I be honest about something? I'm a little surprised nobody said Roy Orbison. That's see, I one. would say Roy Orbison, but I think that Roy Orbison was kind of in a time where it, music wasn't that big. Like, musicians didn't make that much money. And Roy Orbison, like, compared to the rest of them, well, he was tremendously influential, probably influenced every single one of those musicians in the Wilburys. Uh, I do think that, like, at the same time, every everybody else in the Wilburys probably made like ten times as much as he did. So, and that's not that doesn't mean that Roy Orbison's not talented or influential, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's something. I I think that Bob Dylan gets a little too much credit for uh, some of his stuff. It's just like, oh, ah, ah. come on, you're, you're right. killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. It's, Tom, it's Thomas Earl Petty, oh. the, the man from Florida. He he is like he can he can play anything. That's the difference between him and Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan plays the same like two chord songs, just like ah. You know what? If you're gonna sit there and you're gonna disrespect the Minnesota man himself, I'm gonna throw another Minnesota musician. No, 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 right Minnesota now, man. Hey, no, hey, no, guys, no, no, guys. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it, this it, out. Gordon Bombay. I'm gonna get no, I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I'm gonna throw another Minnesota musician at you who can play everything under the blue sun, and that is Prince. Okay, hell yeah, I love Prince. Yeah, Prince is great. One of my favorites. But don't, I you, just, I got, don't you sit there and disrespect these good Minnesota boys? Yo, I got I got Purple Rain on vinyl. I have a couple Bob Dylan records as well. <laughs> I like Bob Dylan, but all he can play is folk music, blues, and a little bit of country. You can That's you can there that there's a better acoustic song out there than "Girl from the North Country" by Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Come on. Uh, I don't know. How about uh, all right? Let's all right, guys. There, there will be the changes made. We're off the there rails. will be changes made by Mark Knopfler and Chet Atkins is better. So we're off the rails. Oh, oh, we're, Tim, we're I, fu- the, we're Tim, I fucking love you and your musical knowledge. But we're <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna save this for another time. I love you, buddy. Well, I, I love you too, bud. We're we, we share the Tim connection. Yes. A lot of good music connection. Oh. With, uh, yeah, these, I don't know. I think I think we're at a standstill. These should, Tims, I should man. I should have just fucking gone off the rails and said Stevie Lynn right there. I should have I should have <laughs> just did it. 
All right, we're going to get into some news. All right, Jefflin, excuse me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, first news. We're going to do some coaching, some GM type stuff, all right? All Fair? right. Fair you guys enough. want to hear the coaching of the GM one first? Ah, coach. All right, here's a, here's a little fresh coach. Uh, Toronto adds Manny Malhotra, who was uh, coaching uh, in Vancouver. They add him to the bench. Wow, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when he was up playing. I mean, the Mr. Was, Clean look. Dude was tough as nails, man. Oh, yeah. He, he lost the, he lost vision in an eye. Yeah. Yeah, back in and 2011. Back, yeah, and he still was good after. Hell, yeah. So, I mean, hell, yeah. Does, good for does Toronto – or uh, why is Toronto constantly, like, getting assistance, like, different assistance? I know that uh, it's probably not um, – well, I mean, you're talking about the team that has literally, I think, three different assistant GMs. Also, I, I think a vast majority of those guys that are assistants are just guys that probably grew up like, wow, I lo- like grew up loving the Maple Leafs. And it's like you have an opportunity to go to your favorite team, even in an assistant capacity. And they also will pay you really well because it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, next uh... – Assistant added is former Avs Blues player Dan Hynote. He is now an assistant in Nashville. He was uh, He's basically known as a player coach from what I've uh, learned, and uh, he was a scout with the Blue Jackets. Any thoughts on that? Wow, man. Dan Hynote. Wow. That's a name I haven't heard since 2001. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a couple of years. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, but hot, hey. hot, hot minute. But you know uh, what? I mean, he was definitely a character player on the abs, so I would assume that he brings that uh, kind of character-esque little quality to the uh, coaching position as well. As you said, probably a player's coach. Yes. And now with a, a, a division rival. So that'll be fun. Oh, All right. Mazel. Next, uh, next coaching ad we have is the Capitals hire Peter LaViolette as their new head coach. Thoughts Oof. on this one? We, we are not going to see the Babadals. Thank, thank the Lord. I, so I, I heard from especially the Toronto media, uh, I heard every day almost that, oh, Babcock's definitely going to Washington. Oh, he keeps – he's going to go there. I think the Toronto media wants Babcock to get a coaching job so bad so they could, like, just rip on that team. I, I agree with you, yeah. I think they just – they want to be the ones that are like, yeah, we're, 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 like, the only ones that want them. Like, you know, it's it's okay. Like, we weren't the ones that had the big mistake of having them. Like, other teams want them. But it's like, yeah. uh, not yet or at all. So, I, I mean, and plus we got to go back to the, those Toronto media members are Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Yes, they're all they're all Toronto Maple Leafs fans. It's it's absurd. It's like you're not doing your fucking job. You're you're all fans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fun. And I mean, we we come out and we are fans of our teams, but we also cover the league fairly. Absolutely, also, absolutely. We're, we're we're also like very open that we're like fan. Like I'm Wild Tim. You're Ads Rich. That's Hawks Tim. You know, it's it's literally in the names. Like <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not bullshitting anyone we're not saying nhl insider or like nhl analyst like like no like i i consider myself mostly like a wild guy like i talk about the rest of the league i know a decent amount but that's not my forte all these guys they try to act like they're they cover the whole league when no nine percent of what they write about is the toronto maple Leafs. just say you're a toronto maple Leafs writer <laughs> yeah i know but you know that's uh that's just the way it is it's funny when they cover the west i'll just say that 
Oh my god, the, the Eastern bias is 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 real. real. It's real. They love to say that it's not a thing. They love to say it's, like they're just so fucking blinded by their by their Eastern bias that they honestly think that it's not a thing. They think that people in the West are making it up. They're like, well, maybe your teams are just insignificant. It's like, oh, yeah, is that why we fucking smoke your team every time we play them? And it's like, if the West wasn't so hard, like, if if there were a couple teams from the West in the East right now, they'd be, like, the best teams by far. They'd rip it up. So it's just, like, it has nothing to do... It's like, the West is honestly, to me, like, so much deeper than the East... And, like, I don't know. I just think that it's a much tougher physical conference. And, like, it's, I don't know. Like, it is absolutely just as relevant as the East. It's just all the major sports hubs that cover the league are based in the East. Yeah. And they don't see that. They don't understand that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, uh, I mean, the West travels a lot, too. So much. All right. Next news update we have is the Blues, former Blues, AGM. Bill Armstrong is now the new Coyotes GM. I want to add a little something to that. He is not allowed to be there on draft day. Thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, so he's not allowed to be there on draft day because he was the head of, like, scout or, like, the director of player development, whatever, uh, for the Blues. Or not, yeah, 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 for the Blues. So, like, the Blues don't want him giving the Coyotes all, all their little tips and tricks about <laughs> Who they're drafting. So. It's funny, though, because this is how it's going to work. The Coyotes are going to be like, all right, listen, and this team is uh, known for shady stuff. I will I will add yeah. that. They're going to be like, listen, you're not going to be here on draft day, but, hey, if you had to pick, like, 50 guys you like, who would you pick? Yeah, slip a little note under the door. Yeah, and then he'll fill Make it out. Sure. But he's not yeah. there. He is not there. He's not going to be there. He's not going to have any – even though he's the new GM, he's not going to have anything to do with the draft. Not at all. This team that that just got caught putting on their own scouting combine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not going to do anything shady. Freaking mess, man. Total mess. All right, we're going to move on to the next little topic. We have uh, some NHL teams switching uh, minor league affiliates. We have the Hurricanes now partnered with the AHL team, the Chicago Wolves. Excited for that one. Very excited. The best team in the AHL, baby. Yeah, I mean that's going to be super exciting. Um, I mean we'll see some hurricane prospects. I'm gonna try to fuck with us, baby. Oh, I know. And uh, and then the Panthers are now affiliated with the Charlotte Checkers. Who? Yeah. Uh, who? The Panthers were were with Springfield, right? I believe so, and that's in Massachusetts. Yeah. So I wonder so, who's going to. Is that the Springfield Falcons? Yes. So I don't know. Are they just they don't have a team right now? That's an interesting one. It's gonna Ooh. someone's gonna be. I don't know. That is an interesting one. Wow. I mean, someone's gonna be paired up with them. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know who does, but maybe one AHL team's gonna fold or something. But I, you wouldn't think so though, because they're gonna have to have one for uh, Seattle. Yep, yeah. that's true. All right, so yeah, those are I like those moves. Uh, I think we're some Wolves fans oh, in this uh, add, podcast. This, can I can I add some coaching quick. news in real quickly? Yeah. Okay, this just happened. I think uh, a couple days ago. This went really under the radar, but um, we all know that uh, Joel Quinville uh, always had his little running running mate uh, in Chicago, uh, Mr. Mike Kitchen. Yeah. Yep. All right, and. Uh, when he when Mike Kitchen got let go, that pretty much made the in 
like the uh, like the unrepairable rift between him and uh, Stan Bowman, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, as reported by TSN uh, a couple days ago, Mike Kitchen has been fired from the Florida Panthers for allegedly Whoa. striking one of one of his own players on the bench. Oh damn! Yeah, that ain't good. And. Most importantly of this report, it happened the game before him and Q returned to Chicago to play the Hawks. Oh wow! Oh, no, so this was a, this was a good six months ago. Yeah, man, so he's a... that's uh, that's not good news. It got too hot in the kitchen. Hey, <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, I have some Bill Peters vibes to it. Yeah, a couple some vibes to it. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna see how that unfolds, but I don't know. Hope- no, no, I do want to say uh, it's kind of going back to the the wolves thing. Uh, I just want to throw in a little quip, uh, more or less to to rattle the cage of uh, Hawks. Then, you know, the, the wolves are Chicago's realest hockey team. You know, that's it's the best hockey team in Chicago. <clears throat> no, <laughs> no, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> nope. I, I I I remember 2004. I'm not going through this again. All right. Well, what about 2008? <laughs> <laughs> All I can see in my head right now was that old ad campaign by the Chicago Wolves saying, "Hey, we're on television and we win too." <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! The super smart Chicago move. Though. Oh, the hell yes. The Wolves were the first AHL team in league history to have a full cable deal. How about that, right? I like it. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty swell. All right, so we're going to move on. We have a uh, – here's a little minor detail we, um, I added in. Uh, we have Adam Cracknell back uh, back in the league, basically. He was playing for the, the Red Star in the KHL. He signs a one-year, two-way deal with Edmonton. Didn't he play there before? I thought he did, but he I'm played. Not sure. He he started his NHL career in St. Louis. I always remember that because in the 2014 playoffs, he for the Wolves. He, yeah. he scored the he scored the first Blues goal of that playoff series against the Hawks. Didn't, didn't he play with Vancouver for a year or so? I thought he played with Edmonton. Maybe he did. I don't know. That's what I'm yeah, I, I feel like he he had played for Edmonton before. Yeah. Well, well, we welcome him back into the NHL. Hopefully, he cracks the lineup. He could. Are, are, is, is this going to be your? Th- is, not, is, is this going to be your thing all day, Richard? <laughs> oh, is it? Is is this going to be what you're going to do for the rest of the day? No, just just the puns. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, I didn't so, even realize that. I didn't even realize no, that yeah, one. Hey. <laughs> I, I got I got something to say. Richard thinks he's a, a regular Jayla. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing all denim right now. <laughs> all right. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we have some some awards. Remember how we had that award? Yes, we did. You see this? So to start off the awards, I have actually the on Monday the Calder and Hart will be announced. Okay. All right. So on Monday, Wait, that, we'll... you said that's on Monday. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Hawkston, We only have a couple days to order that Quinn Hughes shirt. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna stay away from that one. Yeah. Let's let's get on that like pronto. I, I'll order it right now. You know, no. You got, no. You got, 
Venmo or something? Uh, you can just send me frig, I'll, I'll send you. I, I, I use, uh, whatchamacallit, I use uh, Zelle Pay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll wire you. We'll, we'll wire you some cash. And then, uh, Richard, we're going to make you a real happy man. I mean, it's going to be run over. I'm going to hit it with my car. <laughs> I'm going to run over it with my car. Wow. This as long great. as you make a video, like a content piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you okay. as long as you show you, you you actually have a video showing you like light, lighting it on fire after the gasoline was poured on it by all means. No, it, I I'm just going to put it on one of those uh mannequin dummies you get uh, you know, you could get it like H&M or something. Put it in the middle of the road and just hit it. Good god. All right, that's what's going to happen god. here and then Look I'm going to show you the money it wasted. Wasted oh. money. I, I but if you're going and, and buying a mannequin of some sort, I think that you're the one wasting the money. It, me, me and my friend Hawks Tim are trying to be good pals. <laughs> We're trying to be good Samaritans, you jerk off. We're trying to get you a nice shirt. No, hey, I got a mannequin guy. I got a guy who could hook me up with a mannequin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. You got a mannequin guy. <laughs> so we're going to get into the awards that were announced. First one we'll get into is the Jack Adams, which is the coach of the year. It goes to... Bruce Cassidy. Did any of us, anyone guess that? I am so disappointed with this one. I think I actually did. I don't think I put him as my number one, but I think I gave him an honorable mention in my, uh, in the original awards. Show. How I in the name of sweet Georgia Brown, can you actually not give this award to freaking John Tortorella? I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, think, I think I actually picked Tortorella in the awards. I think we uh, all did. He led yeah, a carcass of the team that he had last year to the playoffs. What? what you saying that Gustav Nyquist isn't an elite player? He certainly wasn't equivalent to the guys that they had last year in the playoffs. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking around. I know. I know. But You're I mean, telling me Nathan like, Gerby's not elite? Shut up. Okay, Nathan Gerby just had a ch- child, so congratulations to yeah, Nathan Gerby. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, girl. You know. That guy is but, a child. Oh god, who was the other? Who was the other nominee? Was it? Uh, who uh, was, it was, who uh, was the other nominee? Oh, the uh, Vigneault. Oh jeez. It, it was Dean Evanson. <laughs> oh my god! Just the just. So you're telling me that was three Eastern nominees? You could say that. Fuck off, NHL. No Eastern bias, though. No Eastern bias. Fuck the NHL. I've never heard of the Eastern bias. Yeah, so Bruce Cassidy basically wins this award. And, uh, I mean, the Bruins were a great team, but I think you could put, uh, um, you know, uh, you put the mannequin, a mannequin that I have behind the bench. Yeah. No, I was going to say, put put a 90-whatever-year or 89-year-old whatever Don Cherry back behind the bench. And he's getting – see, the thing is that – I don't doubt that at all. Put Don Cherry behind any. <laughs> yeah. Might get you some wins. Maybe you could put like a nine year old behind the bench and still get the win. <laughs> you know, as long as he is able to count to 100 or something, he's, he could he could coach. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, that's, 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 that's Jack that's Adams. That's, that sucks. So, knowing this direction of uh, these awards sucking, we're going to, it's going to be a fun next podcast. I'll just say that. All right. No. Um, next one is the Selkie. And I think we all picked Bergeron, I think. Yeah, I think we all did, and we got that one way wrong. Couturier takes I'm it. I'm pretty sure that was the last one I was going to expect to uh, win it, to be honest with you. I He did have a really a pretty solid season. Yeah, no, no, I'm not taking anything away from the spectacular year he had, but it's like, 
I mean, still, who saw that one coming, honestly? Probably Philly fans. That's it. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean. Good on their bias, right? Yeah, that's a – the Selkies, you know, that's a good award, but that's no uh, high ticket. The next one. Here's a high ticket. The Lady Bing. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, basically, uh, <laughs> here you go award. Hey, look at you dressing it up, making it sound like it's important. And I know. Whatnot. Here's a here's a little quote from Nate McKinney. He said, "Hey, I have an award that Sidney Crosby has not yet won." <laughs> oh my god! Let's go wow. back to the that's what I was saying. It, the best player out of Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, Nate oh. Mac. So yeah, those were some awards that were announced. I don't know if was there any other. Oh yeah, there was another one. Oh my gosh. Next award is the Jim Gregory GM of the Year Award. Mm. Lou Lamarello. <laughs> I picked Lou. I picked Lou. Yeah, Lou's pick. doing. Lou Lamarello's. I, how you feeling over there, Richard? Uh, I mean, the other guy was Jim Jim Neal, so not great. And uh, I was technically I don't I don't think I did. Uh, Lou in like the original awards episode, but in the group text leading up to the award when they announced the candidates, I was saying, I think it's Lou. And- oh yeah, totally. I thought out of the three, Jim Neal, Julian Breezeball, and fucking uh, Lou Lamorello, it should have to go to Lou. Just but uh, Joe Sackick got not just robbed. It's like they they tied him up, uh, took his clothes off, duct taped him uh, to a pole, and. Uh, <laughs> They took everything. Yeah, Jesus, they, I was going to say, where are you going part, with this? <laughs> they rubbed yeah, honey they, on they, it. No, no, no. They, they drove off with his car and they left him there. Yeah, that was that was fun. So, you know, I think adding guys like uh, Corey Perry and, uh, yeah. and uh, see, see, Pavelski was a good pickup. Corey Perry, uh, no. Yeah, Pavelski would have been a good pickup for anyone. That's like a no-brainer. Exactly. No, for exactly. sure. It's like – it's like Joe Sackett brought in Nazem Kadri. Everyone's like, this guy's going to murder people on the ice if he plays again. And then he had, like, no penalties in the playoffs. So, so. I, I I, don't know. And then uh, Julian Breezeball basically was given the Tampa Bay Lightning, added in yeah, – uh, So, I I don't know. It's It doesn't taste good, but, uh, you know, at least yeah. an East guy won it. We'll, we'll say that. Jeez. All right. So we'll. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Any other comments about this? About nah. all right. So we're gonna now get into some uh, some player stuff. Um. So actually, before before that, can I can I just mention? Yeah. That I I almost got banned from Cat Friendly because I was I was roasting some Hawks fans. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, I want to apologize on behalf of all Hawks fans for the uh, shitty behavior. I apologize. The thing is, uh, it's it's absurd that I almost get banned, yet someone's able to make a, a cap or uh, an armchair GM that trades. Not if this was Brodine for Strom straight up, I would be upset. But it was it was Brodine and Greenway for Strom and and the bad Nylander. I'm not taking on Alex Nylander. I'd prefer if that trade didn't even have Alex Nylander. Like I, I would rather take just Strom for for Greenway and Brodine, but it's like, what world are you living in? Like it, it's it's like you're you're living in this this Hawks world, but it doesn't make a, a lick of sense. So yeah. I almost got banned. Uh, 
that's 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 basically the end of it. Hawks Tim put in the group message, "Hey, I need a little backup." And I came, <laughs> I came in piping hot, a little too hot, and uh, <laughs> I almost got banned for it. A couple, a couple. See, they don't like they bleep out the swear words, but I used a lot of swear words. So. I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure you used something like at least five or six in one message. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but I. <laughs> How else am I supposed to talk to these? This clients? is true. He was calling them butt darts and stuff. <laughs> I, did, I did call them butt darts. <laughs> yeah, so that was yeah, that was heated. So we're gonna get speaking of uh, the Brodine uh, talk. There, he signs a seven-year deal, uh, basically making six mil per, uh, and he's got a no movement uh, clause until 2024, 2025. Wild Tim, go go go. Okay. So basically. 90 not not 90 i'd say 80 percent of wild fans are ecstatic about this there were some wild fans that were like oh my god the parisian suitor contracts and now this like okay this guy we just got for six million dollars who on the open market would have probably got seven maybe eight uh he is a legitimate top four defenseman on any single team uh extraordinarily reliable plays the pk can play the power play uh he, you put him in any situation and he has been extraordinarily solid and just kind of like aside from Ryan Suter, he's the rock of this defense since he came into the league and like uh, people outside of the wild, uh, like people that are not wild fans are like, what a stupid contract. Cause they probably don't know who Brodeen is. And uh, it's like anyone that has seen Brodeen play, uh, it, especially on a consistent basis uh, does not doubt that not only is this a great contract but it's it's a steal like yeah. so i mean i'm i'm super happy but i think it definitely does ind- indicate that matt demba is going to be out especially after bill garen's comments the other day i think it was yesterday uh i forgot what specific i think it was in the same pre- it was a long press conference where he's talking about the koivu stuff which we'll also get to um but uh basically he said we're not. We don't have to trade Matt right now. Uh, but what was really interesting about it is he said we have a whole year to trade it, which means like, what do you mean by a year? I think he has two years left on the contract. So it's like, but what he meant is that he doesn't want to have to protect him uh, in the expansion draft. So he's going to move Dumba before the Seattle expansion draft. Just so, I mean, if if Dumba's available at that draft, he's going to get taken, and uh, Billy doesn't want to have to protect four defensemen. So. I think that just makes a lot of sense that Dumbo will be moved and most likely for a top line center. I'm kind of hoping that'll be Max Domi. So that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, back to the Brodeen deal, I think that's an awesome deal. I mean, six million. The guy on open market would probably make eight million. No, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I agree. People, people like fans from around the league severely undervalue Jonas Brodeen. Like, I think he, he is truly. On a lot of teams, I think he'd be no doubt a top pair defenseman. And the only reason he's not on the wild is because Ryan Suter is there. And eventually, Brodeen's going to take that top spot. Yeah, totally agree with that. So we're going to stick to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Bugstad deal, you want to go into that? Oh, yeah. So Mick Bugstad, we got a legitimate NHL player who's from Minnesota uh, who has played top six in the past. In Florida, he was like their second-line center. Uh, we got him for free. We got him for <laughs> seven. Uh, what? Like that's just absurd. 
And it's just because Pittsburgh was trying to clear up some cap. But Nick Bube said uh, his parents are wild season ticket holders. Uh, his dad, like, goes to every wild game. And now he's going to be able to see his son play. And his dad is a well-respected uh, skills coach in Minnesota. So he's going to definitely be able to give Nick some tips. Uh, seeing him live is going to help. And, uh, like, Billy Guerin's comments after the trade, he said, uh, like, straight up that he thinks that – uh, Nick Buke said is going to have a resurrection in Minnesota. He is he is going to come back. They intend to play him at least third line, probably second line center. Uh, I'm not so sure after this Johansson thing, especially after if we get a top line center for Dumba, then I think Buke said drops down to the third line, but still I think he's going to have a real solid season uh, coming back. I think he's going to be motivated. Oh yeah, I like this deal too and it basically this deal is like Hey, let's not trade him to the East, but uh, hey, let's just send him home. Yeah. So, like, here you go. Um, yeah, it's a great. That's a great trade. And so, uh, you hinted a little bit at the next trade we're getting into. Uh, you get into this trade. You know what it is. All right. Uh, so while we were recording on Wednesday, um, this popped up live on my screen, and I didn't know how to react in the moment. Uh, I was very. I wish we still had the reaction. Uh, but I was just kind of a little bit quiet because I was like, what? I, I didn't know how to process it. Now I've had a couple of days. Um, I don't hate the trade, actually. At the time, I kind of did. Um, but basically, Eric Stahl was traded to the Buffalo Sabres for Marcus Johansson. Uh, Marcus Johansson throughout his whole career has been a center, and he's been a pretty good center. Uh, like a second line center most of his career. Uh, only reason he got pushed out of Washington is because Kuznetsov broke out. And then he had some pretty good years in, uh, with the Devils. And uh, then he goes to Buffalo, and they play him at wing. And also, you have to play in Buffalo. Um, so he didn't do so hot last season. Uh, I do feel bad for what he had to go through playing for the Buffalo Sabres and uh, being – forced to play a position that's not his natural position. Uh, Bill Guerin has said very several times at this point that he is going to play or he wants Johansson to play at center with the Wild. Um, Bill Guerin, as a player, played against Johansson uh, while he was on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then also just in his years in Pittsburgh as GM, I think he saw some of Johansson playing in Washington, definitely in New Jersey. Uh, so – he knows that he can still be – he's only 30 years old, Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like that he makes more money than Stahl, but he is younger. He's considerably faster. I've been watching a lot of highlights of him the past couple of days. And even, in, like, I was watching some Buffalo highlights, and the guy still has his wheels. Like, he could still move real well on the ice. He's definitely quite a bit faster than Stahl. I'd even go as far to say he might even have, like, a whole extra step on Stahl. Um, Probably. But – Stahl just makes all the right decisions. He's a great two-way guy, very reliable, and he's still putting the puck in the net. So uh, Stahl was definitely slotted to be the top-line center this season as like up until this point. Um, I do think that they're definitely going to go out and get someone for Dumba that will play top-line um, between Kaprizov and Fiala, and then Johansson will be second-line. But I do think that 
Johansson, as well as Bukestad, might actually see a bit of a resurgence, especially because Billy Guerin does seem very confident in Johansson. And uh, he also skates in the summer with Jonas Brodine and uh, Joel Eriksson Ek. So they're yeah. all from the same, they're from the same town in Sweden, and he he actually said in a uh, the press conference that uh, Brodine and Eriksson Ek every summer they they just talk so glowingly about the Wild and how much they love playing in Minnesota. So uh, he was definitely interested by that. Now he's very excited to be a part of that team. And he's out of Buffalo. Yeah, and he's out of Buffalo. So um, other coin to that, did you guys see uh, the Eric Stahl Welcome to Buffalo video he did this morning on the Sabres page? I did. I did not. I did not either. I, it basically, I, I you basically would have thought that there was someone behind him with a with a loaded gun. <laughs> it was not good. It was just him being like, "Hey, I'm excited to join you guys, uh, and I can't wait to see you next season." Good Lord. Yeah. All, it didn't also. When he first got traded there, the Buffalo Sabres Facebook page posted, uh, instead of welcome, it said, we come. Oh, no. They forgot the L. Come on. That, was for, that was up there for about an hour, maybe two. <laughs> I feel awful. I feel awful for that guy. It, I Yeah. <laughs> like, Eric Stahl, rest in peace his career. I feel oh. I feel bad. For him. Here's here's the one thing I don't feel bad for him for. Um, I don't think Buffalo makes the playoffs. No. I don't yeah. think they do, no, and he will be not. moved at deadline for probably something high of like a playoff team's first round pick. Yeah, I, I so he was supposed to go at this past deadline. He uh, turned down the trade because Boston, for whatever reason, was not on his uh, like. They were on his no trade list because he has a ten team no trade list, and for whatever reason, Boston was on that list. And, uh, he did get traded to Boston at the past deadline for a first, and I think Corrali. I, I that might just be me putting that in there because I like Corrali, mm-hmm. uh, but it was definitely at least a first round pick. And uh, Eric Stahl turned out to be it. He said he said, "Nope, I'm staying in Minnesota, and now you're in Buffalo." So I hope you feel good. Yeah, geez, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, let's just uh, RIP Eric Stahl for at least half a season. <laughs> okay, so God, what what a downer that is for him. Yeah, Unbelievable. but hey, yeah, we'll see how Marcus Johansson is. He should be a pretty good player. I actually heard he actually speaks like four different languages too, so that might be a nice add. Hey, there you um, go. He could talk to the Finns. He could talk to the the Russians. He could. Yeah, he, actually, he does. No, he does speak Russian. I'm pretty sure. So maybe they even brought him in just for uh, um, Kaprasov. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, there's something to this. So. Yeah. Could All be. right. Could We're gonna be. move on. We're gonna move on. We are going to move on. We have Alex Petrangelo probably not returning to St. Louis. Not not just probably probably it literally. Uh... The talks officially broke off, and there was like that big athletic article with uh, Petrangelo this morning, where it's like, yeah, he basically openly talks about the Blues told him to, to pursue free agency. They're they're done making offers. They're they're they. I think they offered something around like seven seven point five. Petrangelo's not taking that, and he's hitting the free agency. He's got he's gonna go somewhere else. Crazy. That's yeah. such a. I mean. Legit, look at this. Imagine your team have, having Alex Petrangelo and then just losing him from nothing. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I, honestly, especially after the Blues go down to the Vancouver Canucks uh, in this playoff, uh, I, I really, truly think that uh, they they really probably are pushing the greatest at the deadline for something. Yeah. Hey, what's his, hey, we hear you talking over your peacock, dude. <laughs> calm down over there. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, calm, calm down over there. He's looking at birds Alexa, or something. Alexa, play Despacito. Despacito. Oh, listen to you over there. All, all right. right. What's all right? All right. So, Alex Petrangelo probably gone. What? Uh, what? Are, well, who are we betting is the best possible des- destination for him now? All right. Everyone, add one team. Everyone, think of a team real quick. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with what I what I've been saying to be honest. Okay, with you. but that one's the that one's the easiest one. So you want me to go off the okay. board a little bit? Well, go with the one you think is realistic, I guess. Um, I, I can honestly see him a Golden Knights jersey. I really can. Oh, okay. So that actually on, on the Athletics list the other day, he, that was I think like the second or third team. It Do you remember the, any it of the other teams? Uh, Florida was one of them. Okay. Uh, it was it was in the group text. I don't want to have to go. No, all no back. problem. No problem. Definitely Florida and Vegas. Yeah, you I said you you said it was Toronto, Vegas, and Florida. Those were the three. Okay, those are the three big yeah. ones. Yeah, I, I see. I I'd say most likely he's going to Toronto. Okay. Uh, uh, a Toronto, Vegas. You want to hear one that I'm going to throw a random one that's going to come with a bag of money? Oh jeez. Arizona. No. <laughs> oh wait 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 wait. Um, Eastern Conference or Western Conference? West. Ooh. If you say the Avalanche, I'm going to be so no. mad. No. Uh, are you going to say a California team? No. Or, like, Vancouver? You're getting warm. Oh, don't say Edmonton. Oh, don't say Edmonton. Edmonton. No, Winnipeg. Oh, really? that's true. That's a good one. I can actually kind of see that, but uh, supposedly the hottest team – like, I would like Max Domi to go for Max Dumba – the team that has been calling Billy Garen every single day trying to make a deal for Matt Dumba, Winnipeg Jets. So they want a right shot bad. Yeah, I they, think. Well, I they think, need it. They're desperate. They need it. They. I really think they go after Petrangelo. Where is Petrangelo from again? Is he from Ontario? He's yeah. He's from. Uh, he's definitely from Ontario. It's like a suburb right outside of uh, Toronto. It's not Toronto itself. Okay. But, uh, the only. Re- okay. Again. I, Richard, I, I touched on this this morning. I don't know what it is about Winnipeg, but what in the actual hell would you ever want to live there? I'm not saying you would like to live there. I'm just saying if the money talks, you walk. That's, that's true. But, okay. man, it, it, is it worth it to be miserable in a city that is just so abysmally boring? If they now, I don't know. Now, now imagine – the pitch the, in the little meeting, they uh, they have some insider information, and uh, they have uh, you know Mark Shifley's there, and uh, they say, hey, you know we got this guy Patrick Lina. If you come here, we'll keep him around. He's pretty good. Wait yeah. a minute, now that's gonna segue into another discussion, though. I know, I know, but if they get Petro, maybe they say, hey, you know what, Patty, you could stick around, and then. Uh, you know, maybe they they even pull something a little trick out of the sleeve, and they say, "Yo, they, they already have the, the conversation with them over his fishing phone," and they say, 
hey, hey, Buff, you willing to come back if we get this Petrangelo guy and we could win a Stanley Cup? Mm. And he's like, ah, I'll get, I'll get off my boat. That's going <laughs> to be interesting. I'll get off. I don't know if Bufflin ever does get off his boat. I think it's just no. us hoping for you know, this guy. We're getting Alex Petrangelo. Who yeah. spends Who spends more time on the lake, Dustin Bufflin or Danny Heatley? Uh, maybe they're on the lake together. Hey, could be. Yeah, maybe together, equal equal time. Uh yeah, for Bufflin, I think he's gonna get like fifteen teams that are like, hey, here's one year deal. And then you're going to have, like, desperate teams that are like, here's a two-year deal. Yeah, but, but if he wants to do that, he has to lose, like, 40 pounds because he's yeah. over 300 pounds right yeah, now. Yeah, the thing is, he does that every single summer. He's done that since he's played in the league. So, so. Here, here's my pitch. Here's my yeah. pitch. There's probably teams that will be like, hey, you don't need to start every game. We'll have you as, like, an extra defenseman or a guy who comes in when we need you against, like, a Western team. We'll give you a million dollars one year. Hey, know, know where I think Dustin Bufflin's going to go? They can say, hey, you don't even have to move. Uh, you could still fish every fucking day in the winter just go ice fishing. Uh, <laughs> stay where you are. We're going to trade Matt Dumbo. You can play second pair with Jonas Brodeen. Uh, come over to Minnesota Wild. That'd be sick. I think that's very likely. I honestly think that's very likely, especially if the Wild move Dumbo. I think they make a good offer on, on Buffalo. Hey, just, do, say, just, hey. just don't tell Hawk fans that on Cat Friendly, apparently. <laughs> yeah, do not. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get into the next topic. The next topic is Marc-Andre Fleury, 10-team trade list. God, what a fall from grace that guy has had. Oh, yeah, he's he is 100% for sure moved. Robin Leonard's their guy. He signed the extension. He's, he's there. He's- I, I have a feeling, I just have a gut feeling, we may actually see him back in Pittsburgh. No way. I have a gut feeling. I have. I- how does that work? <laughs> okay. Matt Murray's gone, and then uh, one of those other guys are gone. Because at the but end of the day, it, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's still about maximizing the window for the, for the two superstars. And Marc-Andre Fleury is a surefire way of doing that. Okay? Now, th- did you see the Jared McCann extension? Yes, I did. Okay, so two years at just a shade under six million, that's not bad. Not bad. That's no. not... Under three mil per year for Jared McCann. Yeah, they're that's, doing that's, they're that's... doing the right things to keep themselves stable and above water right now, but they still. I'm I'm not. If you're telling me that Tristan Jari is your full time starter with a question mark at backup, I'm not trusting that combination. I don't know. Tristan Jarre was an NHL all star. Okay, he was a re- he was a replacement all star. Let's just get that out of the way for a second. Yeah, but I mean, look at look at his numbers from the season. I sure, mean, but been... how did he do in the playoffs? I mean, how did Pittsburgh? Yeah, true, true. You're right. Do? I get that, but again, that just cons- that just compounds that you know issues are 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 there, and they just got to solve them. And a good way to do it, you know, a goaltender. Uh, a la Carey Price can take you a long way. I mean, look at how Carter Hart did for the Flyers this year. He was fantastic. Yeah. I agree. You know, and I mean, even Vasilevsky. There's multiple games where Vasilevsky is. Oh, has no doubt about it. No doubt about game. it. I say, I say at least three to five games. Vasilevsky has won the game for Tampa Bay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. This is Mark Andre Fleury, though. I don't know if he's got. That much more left in the tank. 
I don't see the thing is Tim Thomas won a Stanley Cup and was conspired in Bezina. That's a, yeah, I know. That's a, but that's, that, those are so freak. Those those don't happen all the time. Yeah, but I mean Mark Andre Fleury, he's still pretty good. I, yeah, I'm not counting him out. Yep, he is a pretty good player. Pretty good player. Pretty good player. All right, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I I could see. I mean, he's totally moved, but I don't know if it's to Pittsburgh. How funny would it be if he went to Philly? Oh, stop it. No way. Stop. No, Max Neville went to Philly. Max Neville went to Philly. They have, they have Carter Hart. That's four. not happening. Okay. Okay. I, just, I mean, come on. Can you conceive of a way that that's going to happen? I mean, I can't, but no. I can't see him going to Pittsburgh either. I, I no, think. yeah, me neither. I, okay. All right. I I'll, think there's I'll a tell better you a chance team. of Pittsburgh. I do think there's a better chance of Pittsburgh. I'll tell you a team. Okay. Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can actually really see that. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Now the question becomes, what's a package for him look like from Carolina? Mm. Jake Bean. Um, Jake Bean. Start with yeah, Jake fine. Bean. That's fine. Yeah, start with Jake Bean. Maybe a maybe a second. Wait, wait. No, how, how is Jake Bean supposed to play in the lineup? Jack Johnson's there. Jack Johnson. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jack Johnson's a top player. Oh. Uh, yeah, let's. All right. So, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, all but right. I mean, Jake Bean would look good in Vegas. Yeah, I guess he would. Oh, wait. Shit. Yeah, I'm thinking I, I knew that, That's yeah. why I had to say it because I knew that would click in your head eventually. Oh, my bad. My bad. Thank you. <laughs> I, I thought I'm still on the Pittsburgh. I, I was going to say, I was going to let you get there by yourself. You were going to get hey, there. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate the patience. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. I was going to say, I think a, I, I think a good package for, for him for, cause again, flurry still has value. Does he not? And it does yeah. fill a need. Can you maybe conceive of, I don't know if this is a little too much, but maybe like a, Jake Bean and Ryan Suzuki, and maybe like a third or fourth round pick for Flurry. No way, that's too much. That's the, you think that's a little too much? Yeah. Okay. Vegas though, it's like I don't like they already got they got uh, Shea Theodore, they got Zach Whitecloud, they got Nick Hague. I mean, I don't know. They got some pieces. I mean, Derek England could probably get fall out of the no, lineup. No, he's pretty. he's not going to get re-signed. Yeah, man, I'm drawing a okay. I'm drawing a blank on that guy who was uh, taking that uh, performance enhancement. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Nate uh, Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. Nate, yeah. yeah Nate also, Schmidt. hey, hey, don't count out Nicky Holden and Nick Holden. Oh, Nick Holden gosh. is a great, great, reliable defense. I know, I know, I know. No, Richard, uh, didn't you actually find the Nick Holden? Jersey? I did. I found it. Richard had a missing Nick Holden jersey. Oh, you poor like guy! Four or five yeah. years signed signed Nick Holden oh. jersey. And he finally found would it. Take, we were would you under... take him back on the abs, Richard? Yes. He was a he was a Patrick Wall guy, but that guy was loved by his teammates. Always, he was always at home defenseman. He was. I mean, you're getting home from school. He's in the kitchen making a sandwich. He's always at home. <laughs> He could he could play he could play forward. He has and he yeah he has played mm-hmm. forward, and he's a and, national uh, predator killer. That guy scores every goal against the predators. I don't know what's <laughs> what's to it. Also, Nick Holden uh, is either uh, take your pick. He's either part worm or part <laughs> cooked noodle. Yeah, <laughs> he's the he is Mister Noodle of the NHL. 
Yeah, I love Nick Holden. But yeah, uh, for Flurry, I think we are aiming for a higher price, but I don't think he goes for as much as we think. Okay. Now, well, R- Richard, uh, what, what do you think about Marc-Andre Fleury on the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, that's a pass. They've had some success with K-Buck Wagoli. Yeah, yeah. Eh, eh, eh. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, think, and, and okay. do we not remember a time that uh, a certain legendary Quebecois goalie had issues with his uh, head coach? Oh, oh, and, we're uh, cooking. And, uh, you know, requested a trade. Trade. And you, immediately, you, and no, immediately, I, I, I might add, he became a Stanley Cup champion the next year with that team. Yeah, but now. No. I don't recall Patrick Waugh's agent posting a picture of him with a. Hey, it doesn't matter. He, the, his, the fight is with Pete DeBoer, apparently, though. Yeah, and, That's and I don't. I didn't see Pat Waugh being forty, almost forty years old. <laughs> That's that also. True. <laughs> right, let's let's get real here. Wait he, a minute. How old was Waugh when he got traded? I think he he was like twenty four. He was young. Yeah, he was young. He was. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. How old do you think he was? He was like twenty five. Okay, first of all, gentlemen, he was on the night. I think he was on the '86 team. Yeah. Okay, so he was not. Yeah, he was not 24. Okay, okay. I'm all looking right. this up. Look hold it on, up. Hold on. I'm gonna go with 27, 28. Then to be okay, safe. Okay, what are you saying? 20. Uh, well, Tim. Ah, uh, okay. I, I'll I'll also go 27. You guys are both out of your fucking minds. I knew you guys were wrong. 30 years old. Okay, but okay. All right. How old? All right. Now go look at how old Mark Andre Fleury is. Oh. I, if I, if I remember correctly, isn't Mark Andre uh, 38? Oh, I, no, 35. Okay, that's not as bad. I mean, still, this is still though. That's three years tops that you're probably going to get the best of the best out of him. I don't know. I'm staying away from Mark Andre Fleury. I, I, he's a, I, I think he's a great guy. I think he's Here, a good okay, goalie. Hey, I, I got a question for you, Rich. Here, here's, yeah. it, just since we're going on the on the uh, on the goaltending train a little yes. bit here, okay, we're just on this train of thought. Would you, if you had the pick, if you had a pick for it, mm-hmm. okay, would you take Yaroslav Askarov? Uh, no. You don't think so? No, I, I think if you don't have a, a top goalie prospect in your uh, system, you do, but I, I really like Eustace Anand, so I think okay. he's going to be really I, good. I, I have a little goaltending news for you fellas. Uh-oh. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's not exactly news. It's just uh, – some speculation and also a couple facts. Uh, Get us with it. Montreal, right before acquiring Jake Allen, they were given the Minnesota Wild calls on Devin Dubnik. Almost got Dubnik back, but I don't think Dubnik would like going back to Montreal after they fucked him. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, he was like their fourth goalie. Yeah, yeah. for real. Uh, for real. Uh, but uh, the Minnesota Wild, uh, basically, uh, Darren did come out and say maybe two days ago, uh, he is not going to buy out Devin Dubnik, but he is exploring options. So Dubnik very well might get traded because Al, Al Stalock kind of broke out as a starter. Now, here, here's uh, my question to you. Would you take Marc-Andre Fleury? Uh, trade me Fleury for Dubnik straight up, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Well, hey, we'll, get in, we'll, we'll have a show about this soon. We're going we're gonna to keep moving, all right? Next thing I have is uh, this one. Let's let's be quick on this one. All right, Joel Ed- Edmondson's rights were traded to Montreal for a fifth, and he then shortly signed after. I honestly didn't see that actually uh, working out as well as it did. I'm not gonna lie. 
Yeah, I, I think really uh, that but good for good for them for getting it done. So I, I like Neil Edmondson, former Chicago Wolf. Now here's something I'm gonna tell you, and I think I told this to Wild Tim. Do you remember like, like I think a year ago, probably over a year ago, maybe by now, maybe not. Um, there was a guy who was uh, Sebastian Ajo got offer sheeted. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, now what, which, which Sebastian Ajo are we talking about? The Islanders or the Carolina Hurricanes? This, the one I am talking about uh, plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Do you remember that? I do recall. That was – okay, okay. Uh, Richard has a little theory about this, and I, I do believe it. And, uh, yes. So, hey, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. We're not going to do this, uh, you know, little little tricky stuff behind the scenes right away. But, hey, maybe like a year from now we'll give you like, I don't know, like a Joel Edmondson for a fifth or something. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that, uh, Hawkton? Say that one more time. So, you know, they said, hey, offer sheet Ajo, all right? Let's just say hypothetically this is what happened. You okay. offer sheet Ajo to like, I don't know, a reason, reasonable deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to sign that deal. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for doing that. In like a year or so, so it doesn't look obvious. We're gonna just give you a Joel Edmondson for a fifth. Oh, that's that. I, that's sneaky. I like it. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a little bit. I, I'm kind of golf clapping in my head a little bit. You understand it, huh? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> They're mean, never gonna. But let's face it. I mean, it's not like the NHL is ever gonna try and like look into something like that. No, this this stuff happens all the time, and to anything, I, I credit that's it. That's kind of the point. That's, that's why they did it this way, so the NHL can't really – they can't definitively say that that's why it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's covering like, the track. I mean, let, let's face it. It's not like that doesn't happen all the time, and it happens in ways that are just much more obvious. Now, granted, it's ways that, you know, we, we, we kind of look at and we're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't believe we let people get away with this shit. Because our buddy uh, Av's Rich over here actually facilitated some shenaniganery. Oh yeah, uh, I'm on like to that. It. I'm onto it. Yeah, you know, you know the Pepe Silvia scene. <laughs> yes. That. yes, it's me connecting dots, and I said there is no Pepe Silvia. <laughs> I'll knock on the door, Carol, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, All right. man, I would have really, you know, I, I got to tell you, Rich, I'm a little disappointed. I would have loved to see Brooks Orpik in a uh, Avs jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, there was, there was something to there. But that's obvious. That one's obvious. This one is, I call this out and say, you know, Gary Bettman gives us a listen, and he's like, you know what, Montreal, you're suspended for a season. Screw, we took him down. I took him down. that guy. I don't <laughs> want that guy even being mentioned on this show. All right, hey, I don't. I we'll get into that later. But I, I, I don't hate Gary Bettman. I do. I'll admit Wait. it right here. You can keep a record of it too. See, okay, I, I hate. See, okay, I, I think I hate the owners way more than I hate Gary Bettman because the owners cause the lockout. Gary Bettman's just the the representative of the owners, more or less. Uh, but I, it, like to contrast. Also, if you do blame Gary for the lockouts. Uh, the league has seen absolutely unprecedented revenue since he's taken over. He has grown the league more than any commissioner has in all of NHL history. Yeah, but you know what? As a byproduct of it, too, that's because expansion teams have come in and helped produce new revenue streams. He's also not even maximizing the, like, the amount of uh, revenue that could be brought in 
by keeping teams like Florida and uh, Arizona in this league. Hey, man. Okay, don't yeah. be knocking the Florida Panthers like that. Yeah, come on, man. Okay, fine, but Arizona. Because, okay. Uh, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Air, at least Florida's ownership group has been at least relatively stable. Arizona's a shit show. I know, but here, here's, here's two things to that. One, Austin Matthews came from Arizona liking the Coyotes, all right? That's one. We got a guy from Arizona. Okay, okay. but if that's the standard, if that's the standard we're going to make here, I mean, for God's sakes, you can make a case that freaking Yellowknife should have a goddamn team up there in the in the, the Northwest Territories because freaking Dylan Cousins came from there. Yeah, but the, the you're not going to – you're going to probably see more money from Arizona, though. Oh, God. And here's my other thing. He had the balls to bring a team to fucking Las Vegas. Yes, I, I was about to say that. Like, that's a huge one. That's big. And, the, uh, I mean, this team keeps making it deep, deep runs in the playoffs. It doesn't change the fact that he freaking allowed expansion teams to go to freaking Arizona. All right. Let's close this. Let's close this book now. This is getting too heated. Tell We're me, gonna... This is the hill I will die on. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, you, you, better, you better pack a, pack a lunch because you're going to die on this hill. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. I will freaking bring the shovel to freaking dig up my own grave. Cool. Okay. Ugh. That's cool. All right. Anyway, continue. Next thing. Kyle just Clifford. remember, just remember, I got something at the end of this. At the I end know. Of this I, that's why I'm, we got we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get through this. I'm warming We got to speed this up a little bit, fellas. Yeah. We still got playoffs to get to, and we got your little amp. We got Cole's ice pipe. Oh, yes, we do. man. So Kyle Clifford, uh, yeah. Kyle Clifford of the Maple Leafs will test free agency. Would you guys want a Kyle Clifford on your team? Yes. Fourth line, no doubt. Yeah, Absolutely. me too. I would love him. As he's, long as he's not ad- asking for anything above $2 million, yes. All right. That's it for news. We're going to get into our segment called Piping Hot, Pipe, Pipe, Piping Hot, and Cold as Ice. Who wants to, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll, oh, no, go ahead, Tim. Wild no, Tim, no, no, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, no, no you no, said no. it first. <laughs> first. All right, am I going first here? Yeah, you're going, you're going first. first. Okay, all right. So, um, start off at number three on Piping Hot. All right. Brought to you by – brought to you – all right, let me look at the sponsorship this week. Hold on. Oh, Hold on a second. No, it's brought to you by Jack's Pizza. Jack's, Jack's Pizza. Pizza. That's Piping right. Hot. Yes, everybody likes a good pie. No, nothing better than Jack's Pizza mm. right there. Oh, yeah. Love it. All right. Number three, I am going to give mine again. I've been doing, I've been making a habit of this, and that is not really kind of going with the conventional, just the players. I okay. like to stretch it out even to the organization or even like the people behind the scenes sometimes, or even on the bench. My number three is going to be for Rick Bonus. Oh, you son of a gun. You son of a gun. I had him. Yep. I have to give it to Rick Bonus because. <laughs> As much as this Dallas Stars team is just absolutely aggravating the living daylights out of me, it it has to be said, doesn't it? It does. I agree. At, yeah. th- at this point, it just has to be said, and it's a great, great uh, thing he's done with this team. And they do have that feel of the uh, St. Louis Blues of last year. So that I think that goes to him, just like Craig Berube had a big deal with, uh, had a big thing to do with the Blues last year, as much as Jordan Bennington. Yeah. So that's my number three, and I'm going to keep it rolling along uh, nice and quick so we uh, can get through this a little bit quicker if you guys want to take some time. My number two is going to be going over to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this is simply because there is one man in their team 
who unfortunately only got to play four of the six games in the Islanders series. And it just so happened that the four games he played in were their four wins and the two he didn't play in were their two losses. And that is MVP Con Smythe in the making, Mr. Braden Point. Okay, that's fair. There is nothing this kid will not and cannot do as long as he has a heart beating in his chest. The impressive thing is he's like very clearly injured by the fact that he's not playing every game. But and when he he's out, still he, goes no, full, full yeah. guns blazing, no, doesn't he? Yeah, no, when you see him on the ice, you can't even tell what's wrong with him. Oh. I couldn't tell you how he's injured yeah. because he doesn't look like it Same. at all. Same. I have no idea what is wrong with him, but it's very clear that something's bugging him. But I mean, still, the guy just—the guy just keeps keeps on rolling through. Yeah. Now that's my number two. I have an honorable mention just because I I, I have two honorable mentions. I'm just gonna give bring them up and just be done with it. And that is, uh, uh, which McCall, Victor Hedman and Nikita Kucherov, just having two absolutely excellent playoffs and either one of them could easily be uh con Smythe winners if the uh lightning win the uh stanley cup as well but my number one and this is going to be an obvious one it it's time that i just finally acknowledge how special this guy is at least this off season um or in this postseason i should say um and that is anton hudobin you, you are such a – are you stealing my notes? Uh, <laughs> what the hell, man? Hey, you offered for us to go first. I'm sorry, but you, you, you did it to yourself there, pal. Okay. Hey, I got something different, so yeah. I'm, right. I'm okay. Anton Hudobin, he is the Conn Smythe winner should the Stars actually win the Cup. And you could even make a valid case that if they lose, he could even have a case for the Conn Smythe still. Yeah. Yep. I agree. That's how that, in my opinion, is how little the rest of the team has had an impact on them making it to the cup final. I hate to say that because I think that Miro Heskinen has been special, but freaking Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben have sucked. Ben hasn't been too bad of recent. Of recent, but Tyler Sagan is just as bad in the playoffs as he was in Boston. So that's just me. That's just me. So those are my three uh, for piping hot. Right there, Rick Bonus, uh, Braden Point, and Anton Hudobin. Uh, Wild Tim, over to you. All right, so my number three, I'll, I'll start from the bottom. It, uh, I have with asterisks next to it, it says begrudgingly. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say this. Uh, I don't like this player, uh, but uh, he was a point per game player against the Vegas Golden Knights, Jamie Ben. The guys, the whole yeah, playoffs. You're not wrong, though. No, he was a point-per-game player yeah. against Vegas Golden Knights, and he scored, I think, two game winners. The guy was on fire. Uh, he is turning it on right now. That's what piping hot is supposed to be about. True. That's, we're not looking at the whole playoffs. We're looking at who's hot right now. True. And I, Jamie Benz, piping, piping hot. Uh, I don't like the guy, but he's. I got to give uh, credit where credit's due. Jamie Benz, my number three. My number two is Nikita Kucherov. Nine points in five games yeah. against the New York Rangers. special. That's insane. Nine points in five games. So that's well above a point per game player. So uh, very good for Nikita Kucherov. I think he'd be my pick for Tampa's Smite. even though Braden Point is maybe – I think Braden Point has more of an argument, but I'd kind of like to see Cooch. Um, 
just to get kind of get his due also for all the other work he's put in for Tampa over the years. Um, my number one pick for piping, piping hot is not a player, not a coach. It's not even someone that's actively in the playoffs anymore, but Billy Guerin. Come on. Oh, nice. The guy's piping hot. Uh, Nick Bukestad trade. Got him for a conditional seven. Ryan Johansson. Marcus Johansson uh, for Eric Stahl. Ah, that's questionable, but he's making moves. Uh, and then also, he, what's piping hot about him, uh, this was a tough decision, really tough decision. We haven't got to it yet. Miko Koivu will not return to the Minnesota Wild. He looked really slow against the Canucks. And Billy Guerin had to have some balls to go out there and say, hey, captain of this team that's been here for a long time and that's beloved by everybody in the locker room and in the arena and all that, uh, yeah, we're you're not coming back. And you know what? That's, it might not be piping hot. Uh, <laughs> it's piping hot that he did all the other stuff as well. But you no, know that's a ballsy move. And uh, so Billy Guerin's my number one. He's The guy's red hot right now. He's making more moves than anyone else in the all right, that's a good piping hat. Yeah. All right, Richard, abs rich, take it, take it over. I'll go quick. Victor yeah, Hedman's my three. From you, Victor Hedman's my three. Uh, the guy's just nasty. Number mm. two, Rick Bonus. Uh, basically, you added in everything I was gonna say, but I, you forgot to add in. He's got like a nice like mullet hair. Uh, <laughs> so like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, he's got oh, a nice little mullet God, hair. Yes. And uh, he makes some funny faces. I kind of like too. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that that makes him piping hot. And then my number one Anton to Kudobin is a beast. He is my number one piping hot. All right, next thing, cold as ice. Uh, do you want me to start this one so no one steals? You started it. All right. Yeah, so um, I don't we'll steal from you. <laughs> we're, we're gonna snake this one. All right, number three, Corey Perry for laying uh, on the ice, <sighs> just by himself, laying on the other side of the ice, just laying there. Such uh, a tool. He is just cold as ice. My number two is the goal, the Golden Knights goalie nonsense situation that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That was cold. Yeah, that, I, that, that's that a good had one. something to do with. And then my number one, cold as ice, Max Pacioretty didn't even score a goal. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Didn't score a goal. Oof. So that's uh, cold as that's ice cold. for me. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. We'll snake this one. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, my number three pick for Jordan Everly, uh, for the cold ice is Jordan Everly. Uh, he had three straight games without a point uh, during this last round. He showed how valuable he can be when he's not cold as ice by getting that game winner. Uh, but it's just like the guy's been cold as ice. He shows up once every four or five games and then he's huge for them but it's like you got to show that up every night and then you might actually be effective true uh jordan everly number three number two is jonathan marshes though he only had one point that's in so that bad. whole battle. yeah that was bad that's tough the guy was he was actually piping hot before the series but against dallas one point in five games that's a trophy so this is supposed to be a guy that's carrying their offense, and he didn't do shit. So I would like to add one more thing, too. Riley Smith didn't score a goal in the Dallas series either. Man, that was disappointing in and of itself, too. I know. and I Yo, That goes right along with my number one pick, my cold as ice, the Vegas Golden Knights as a whole team. Yeah. Uh, very disappointing, and a whole bunch of their players just didn't do anything. 
They did outshoot Dallas 166 to 118, uh, but the goal differential was still nine to eight Dallas, uh, despite all those shots. And Vegas had three goals in one game, so they had one hot game, and that that made the goal differential closer than it should have been. And uh, it to like I understand uh, obviously shots a lot of the time show who's dictating the pace of game, but it's not just Kudobin standing on his head. He was very good, but it's like there has to be something said about the quality of shots. And it seemed like there were times when Vegas. Hey, that's why. Hey, that's why that's a, that's a metric. That's why quality shots yeah. is a metric. Mm-hmm. So that's very so, very reasonable to bring up. Yeah, so I, I would say that Vegas, they did outshoot Dallas, but obviously if they're not going in, it's not just Kudobin, despite how good he's been. They're just not taking quality shots, and they're just trying to put anything on next. They're desperate, and that's why they lost. I mean, Dallas was cool as a cucumber, and they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So There you go. That's my cold as ice. Hawks, Tim, take it away. Okay, so now for mine, I'm going to do – I'm going to do a generalized one and then I'm going to have two individuals. So for my number three, this is a little nitpicky and I've kind of feel bad for calling out this guy, but my number three cold as ice uh, player is Ryan Pollock of the New York Islanders for being absolutely miserably out of position for Mm -hmm. the Anthony Sorelli uh, overtime series winning goal. I don't know what in the world happened on that play, but for a team that is so well organized, it was very spooky how wide open Anthony Sorelli was for that goal. Yeah. That was very brutal. Tough goal. Yeah, very tough goal. Heartbreaking. Freaking hits the post, goes all the way across the line, and only goes in because of Varlamov's foot. Yeah. But what what was Verlamov going to do on that one? He was left out to dry. So Ryan Pollock's my number three. I know it's a little nitpicky, but again, like for a team that's defensively organized, whenever one's out of position, it is pretty glaring. So now to my number two, I'm actually going to go along the lines of what Wild Tim actually said, but in a but in a more specific way, I'm going to say the Vegas Golden Knights offense. Mm. Yeah especially the star player show up in that series. They got shut down by the Dallas stars. Every time they got a lead, they always gave it up. Now that's not necessarily only on the defense can be on the goalie sometimes, but I think that given the way the offense played and how they always let the stars back into the game, they didn't keep the pressure on and they didn't keep possession. It just, it killed them. Yeah. And in the end, they didn't get enough clutch scoring from their from their superstars. Yeah. So I mean, like in every other series, Riley Smith uh, uh, always all scores. these guys they're 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 just scoring key goals, and this series they just got shut down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So number yeah, that's my number two. Number two is definitely uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, uh, offense, and then for number one. I have not shied away from saying how much I dislike this person. I don't know what it is, but this guy is just a, in my opinion, he's, he's good at what he does, but he is never great. He's just never great. And if nothing else, he's a perennial loser in my opinion. And that is Mr. Pete DeBoer. Mm. 
Number yeah. one, cold as ice, once again showing why he is not the man that can lead you to the promised land. Should have held on to, to Jerry Gallant. I, I genuinely think that would have been better for them. I do. All right. I really, yeah. really do. And at that, and really all we saw with Pete DeBoer this season was just a little bit more of what the team has been used to playing. That's it. Nothing, yeah. nothing about this team is like screams Pete DeBoer. It's just them continuing the way they play and just, you know, having a different leadership. That's it. So yeah. okay. I think it was the wrong choice. I think that Pete DeBoer proved that, uh, He's not the guy. He, he's not the guy to lead you to a Stanley Cup, unfortunately. But either way, that's my number one uh, cold as ice, gentlemen. I like it. All right. Um, so let's uh, move on to the little series uh, recap. You guys want to do that? We'll do it real quick. All right. Yeah, real quick, and then we'll so, go right yeah. to the final. So Dallas Stars beat Vegas in five games. That sucked. Like Vegas should have brought that to seven. We all picked Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. Next one that we'll go to the Islanders lose in Game Six to Tampa, and uh, pretty nuts. Yeah, just I mean, I I I love the perseverance of the Lightning. It was it it's absolutely fantastic to see them come back this year after last season. But the Dallas Stars are pretty much the epitome of what the hell are you doing here? Anything can happen in the playoffs. Yes. Um, I'm going to add some, uh, you want to hear some, okay. So here's one thing, the Island, uh, you know, Alec, uh, Al, or not Alec, Adam, uh, Pelic, Pelic, Adam Pelic, Alan Pelic. He played 32 minutes in game five with a broken wrist. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Pretty crazy. He has to have surgery on that. So that's a little note for that. That's, uh, that's Mike Madonna in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's going to be uh, about. Uh, Yo, Mike Madonna got a, a game, or not a game winner, obviously, Brett Holder, but Mike Madonna got a, the game tying goal with broken wrist. Yep. And friggin' Adam Pollock is now going to be uh, off the uh, roster for the next four to six months. Congratulations. That's yeah, <laughs> tough. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, another stat I'd like to add is. Uh, in 2015, uh, Anthony Sorelli had the OT winner for uh, his Memorial Cup team. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. 2017, he had the winner for the OHL championship. Oh, wow. And in 2020, he had the OT winner to advance to the Stanley Cup. So what we're saying is that Anthony Sorelli's a pretty good player. All right. He's a good clutch player, yeah. He's a great clutch player, and this is why I'm saying – Teams would be absolutely well within their right to try and sign this guy to an offer sheet if Stammer's not going to be going anywhere. True, I could see that. All right, now great Stamkos keeps the rally. We'll I mean, in, that's we'll what I would this. do. That's we'll get into this. Do. We'll get into this. Fun. You guys want to hear a fun fact? Let's hear a fun sure. fact. Dallas went one seven and one, and with zero regulation wins to start the regular season. And then Dallas went one, seven and two with zero regulation wins before the end of the regular season. Pretty crazy. Now they're going to the cup. Pretty crazy. This is the NHL. Fellas, I got to make a quick urination break. I'll be back within a minute. What is this team? What the fuck is this team? It's, it's pretty crazy. Anything could happen in the NHL. That's all I could say about that. Um, Certainly seems like it. My and the, the next little thing I wanted to get into before we uh, make our prediction is uh, how about Pat Maroon? 
This guy Patty was... Maroon is really proving to be you know what the funny thing about Pat Maroon is actually I was thinking about this the other night when I was watching game six. The funny thing about Pat Maroon to me is that what do we see him as right now? What is he right now? Very clearly. He is a he's a fourth line grinder that uh, you know, is a great character player and helps you, you know, grind out those games. No? Yeah, totally. And like, if you remember, like years back, so he was on the Ducks. And this is and this is the connection I was just about to make. Here's the thing that's crazy about it: five years ago, he was a first line winger with Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff. I know, isn't that crazy? Unreal. And then Unreal. He, he goes to Edmonton, and then you remember he scores that goal, and then his son was like celebrating the crowd, and he started crying about it when he was being interviewed. And I was just right. like, man, this guy's legit. Then yeah. after that, goes to the Blues, wins a cup with the Blues, and now he finds himself in the finals again. This guy is a playoff guy. Yeah, he is. Good for but, him. Good yeah, for him. I'm super happy for him. And I mean, we'll we'll get. I'm just to glad. Th- I'm just glad he's doing this without the Blues this season. That's all. I know. I know. Well, the Blues <laughs> are already at home, so he's yeah, still that, going. That, yeah, tea time. Tea time it, in an hour. It also yeah. is pretty interesting that um, Pavelski interviewed with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Those are his two uh, teams he was uh, closing in on. Wow. Could you imagine if he would have played for Dallas this season? Oh, buddy. Oh, I know, right? Oh, so, buddy. That is that is scary thought. So um, we're going to get into um, – I guess we'll just uh, – so Tampa Bay touched the Prince of Wales uh, trophy. I don't know if uh, you really want to get into this. I mean, it's just – it's something that uh, I guess – It's going to talk – we're going to talk a while. We had a whole thing before this started uh, where I, li- I was listing all the people who were all the teams that, that did touch it and didn't touch it. Uh, that's going to take too long. But basically in the East, uh, you're definitely better off touching it. More teams that do touch it win the cup and the teams that don't haven't won the cup in recent years. And in the West, the last team that touched it and won was in 2004. So don't touch it if you're in the West. Yeah, and I guess uh, when the Tampa Bay Lightning played the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in the finals, they did not touch it. So this time they were they were touching it. They're changing it up. Changing okay, it up. I kind of like it. We'll see if that changes anything. All right. So what are our thoughts on this series? Tampa Bay versus uh, Dallas Stars. The clash of the styles, is it not? It is. It absolutely is. Absolutely. It's going to be – it's basically going to be who outlasts who. I, I would have preferred uh, Vegas Islanders if we're talking Clash of the Styles, but, I mean, this this will do. That, that would have been interesting, but, yes, I agree at, with you there. At least it's not going to be Dallas and Islanders. That would be the most boring series that we have watched in the finals in many years. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's give a prediction and then give a reason why. Who wants to go first? I don't know. All right, I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll go first. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for whatever reason, Dallas just seems to find a way to make everything, everything, go go either go the distance or finish it off early. So this time around, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Vegas or Vegas. That wishful thinking right there. Um, I'm gonna say it's Tampa for the win. I'm gonna say it's gonna go to seven. Tampa and seven. Nice. And the, right. and again, it's simply because I think that Tampa really is the better team. Well, very clearly, I think they are the better team, but I think Dallas just finds ways to make it last. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I guess I'm up. Uh, yep. I'm up to, up to bat. Um, I do. Okay. This whole playoffs, every single series up to this point. Uh, see what what's fucked about this is Ryan Whitney had this with Vegas last year or two years ago, and uh, yeah, two years ago, and then Ryan Whitney finally picked Vegas in the finals and he got mushed. Uh, so it, that's a tough one, but I've counted out Dallas in every single series in the playoffs. I've counted them out every single time. They found a way to shut down the Colorado Avalanche, the most exciting electric team in the playoffs. Uh, they found a way to shut down the Vegas Golden Knights, the team that I thought was the next most exciting, at least in the West, like the next most exciting team. In five games. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I don't I don't want this pick, I mean, I guess I do. I'm Stars Tim these days. But uh, I think I'm going to have to go Dallas Stars. I'm going to go six. Okay. Here's my Here's my thoughts on this. I do not like that the Dallas Stars have been sitting and waiting. I don't like yeah. that. I kind of like teams that have a day or two off, and then they get back into the, the swing of things. Um, Tampa Bay is hurt. I will say that. And when you play the Dallas Stars, they are going to continue to hurt you. And also, they're just going to slow you down. They've slowed down every team yes. that they've played. Too. If you have the same goalie, uh, Kadobin goalie uh, play that we've seen, it's going to be hard for Tampa Bay guys to score on uh, Kadobin. Can I see Tampa Bay winning it? Sure. Do I think they'll win it? No, I do not. I have Dallas in seven. Oh, wow. Okay. What do you th- this is now a Stars podcast. Oh, no. We are stuck in the Central. We are stuck in the Central, aren't we? The cup we is stuck in the Central. So we're going to see how uh, this game or uh, this series goes. So – other than that, we kind of have a little uh, rant that's coming from uh, Hawk Tim. What's this, what's this rant all about? Uh, all right, gentlemen, buckle up. Here. Buckle up. Right, hold on. Let me put my seatbelt on. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to need a little bit of space here, okay? All right. All right. Since, uh, since we find ourselves in unfamiliar times, and um, we have very frankly seen a lot of sad things happen over the last six months, We've seen lives ruined. We've seen lives taken. We've seen all this crazy stuff happen, and it's reached every facet of life. It really has. Everybody has felt all of this pain and suffering. Okay? Now, we all remember back at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, NHL franchises, I want to say at least 80% of them, I want to say at least 25% of them or 25 teams total all agreed to pay their uh, staff throughout the pandemic, or at least for a a certain period of time. Now I'm going to have to throw, I'm going to have to throw the Hawks under the bus and wild Tim. I hate to say it, but I got to throw the Minnesota wild under the bus, but not near, but not nearly as bad as the uh, Hawks. I'm just going to briefly touch on the, on the wild. Okay. I have here in front of me a uh, a report by Frank Saravalli of TSN. All right. Great, great renowned uh, reporter for TSN. He published an article on the, on Tuesday of this past week. And it was a detailed list of 17 teams that have reportedly 
done some form of pay cuts to their franchises. Now I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to go through all 17 of these because it all feeds into my argument a little bit. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Anaheim Ducks, a 20% reduction for salaries of 70,000 to 250,000, increasing to 25% for salaries north of 250,000 through December 31st, 2020. So this is through the end of the year. Okay. This one is just absolutely absurd because who won? I'd, I'd like to remind everybody who won the Jack Adams this year, gentlemen. Uh, Jack Adams was uh, Bruce Cassidy. Boston Bruins requested coaches forgo playoff bonuses for the 2019-20 season in order to avoid salary reductions. They asked that of the coach, by the way. Moving on, Buffalo Sabres. And by the way, I just want to also mention Jeremy Jacobs is a filthy fucking rich bastard. Buffalo Sabres, 20% reduction from April 1st to July 13th. Sabres coaching staff rejected a request to take a voluntary 25% reduction moving forward. What a shit show that franchise is. Well, no, actually, I, I actually, as much as I, I don't think that the Sabres coaching staff is very good, I kind of support, I, like, while you don't want the regular employees of the team to get their pay cut, I mean, these guys signed contracts that oh. said, Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you – you know what? Keep that in mind, Wild Tim, okay? Keep that in okay. mind because I'm very glad that you brought that up. Remember that you said that, okay? okay. Please remember okay. that you said that. Calgary I Flames, will. a 20% reduction for all staff effective September 1st. No, It has no bearing on your salary. It's 20% across the board for all staff effective September 1st. I'm going to skip over the Blackhawks because they're the one that makes me the sickest. Columbus Blue Jackets requested coaches forego playoff bonuses in 2019-20 in order to avoid salary redux- reductions, just like Boston. And you're doing this to John Tortorella, who's one of the best coaches in the league. Congratulations. Dallas Stars, full salaries reinstated on July 13th, following a 30% reduction in June and a 20% reduction uh, in July, or excuse me, prior to June. Now, in their case, yes, full salaries are reinstated. Good for them. Edmonton Oilers, this is a beefy one. Top three coaches deferred 25% for the year, a 25% reduction in salaries for, uh, uh, excuse me, of 150000 or more, 15% reduction for salaries of 100000 to 150000 and 10% for salaries under 100000 Los Angeles Kings, a 20% reduction for all staff through September 2020. The Minnesota Wild, a 20% reduction for all staff salaries of 150000 or more without any end date for that uh, reduction. See, that's not awful, though, because it's like sure. the, 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 the actual people doing most of the grunt work for the team, they're still getting their money. It, uh, yeah, but the one thing I will say, you know, for people who actually plan their lives around making six figures, it is tricky. You know, I agree. You know, it, but I, I'm not. I'm the thing is, like, at least at this point in my life, where I've never even come close to that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't feel too awful. I mean, like, while you do have a lot of bills and stuff, you gotta you gotta pay. At the end of the day, like, you're not gonna have a hard time living off six figures, regardless of what it's at. Sure, so. but again, you plan your life around that. But believe me, but believe me, that's not even close to being the worst. Okay. Now, 
I want to bring up the fact that I brought up the Boston Bruins did their coaches, requested their coaches for go playoff bonuses. Now we go to another original six team, the Montreal Canadiens, one of the richest franchises in hockey, mind everybody. A 20% reduction for all staff. Coaches were reinstated to full pay, but will only receive 80% with the other 20% to be paid at a later date. Nashville Predators requested staff forego salary increases until fans can actually return to the arena for games as opposed to a salary reduction. I respect that one. That one's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ottawa Senators. This one is just absolutely atrocious and borderline criminal. A 50%, 5-0% reduction for all staff with no yeah. with no end date for that reduction. Co- that sounds about Eugene Melnick. Coaching staff reinstated with full pay retroactive to July, to July 13th. So all the grunt work people get shafted. The coaches, hey, they at least get theirs re- re- uh, reinstated. Pittsburgh Penguins, supposedly one of the best uh, – uh, finance teams in the league, a 25% reduction for all staff through November 30th, 2020. So for three months, basically the St. Louis blues, a, pers- a, a 20% reduction for all staff, no end date in sight. coaches reinstated to pay to full pay on July 3rd. Vancouver Canucks, same exact thing. A 20% reduction for all staff coaches reinstated to full pay on July 13th. And then the Winnipeg Jets, a 20% reduction for all staff effective September 1st, no end date in sight. Now, back to the Chicago Blackhawks, an original six team, and a team that, by the way, I've been ranting with people on Cap Friendly about, about the Blackhawks and their supposed stature as a cash, cash-rich team and always open to yeah, giving yeah, the extra Say, go ahead, go ahead. Have you have you been banned yet, though? I have not been banned yet. Okay, I've, so I I'm a step ahead of you. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna clear my throat real quickly. Just take a quick swig of water before I get into this, because this is where everything's gonna take off. Oh, <laughs> was that good water? Yeah, good water, tasty. You know what? Should use a shot of whiskey, actually. The Chicago Blackhawks, one of the richest teams in the league that has a wonderful, wonderful reputation, supposedly, in this league. A 20% reduction for salaries above 200 grand, 15% reduction for 100,000 to 200,000, and 10% for anything below $100,000. That's permanent. Unless you renegotiate your contract. And with the caveat that every single contract in the entire organization have had their bonuses eliminated. That's tough. That's tough. I want to remind everybody for just one second that this is the same team that people have been absolutely up my ass about for the last three days, talking about how players would love to come here. They're cash rich. It's a great city. They always take care of their people, including their players. 
Wild Tim, hey, what did you? Don't what, what was the comment, Wild Tim? What was the comment you made when I said when I was talking about uh, the Boston uh, Bruins and the coaching staff? I said that the, with the coaching staff, I'm not too upset that they. Or it was, I think it was, it was Buffalo, and uh, it was that they refused to take. Yes, they uh, refused to take the reduction, the 25 percent reduction. I said, I said, uh, I mean, basically, they were asked to take a reduction, and they signed that contract saying that they're owed that money. So they're going to say, fuck off. I'm owed this money. And in that case, I have to play in Buffalo or I have to coach in Buffalo. I have to live in Buffalo. So yeah, you're paying me this money. I am so glad that you had the intelligence to point that out to me. Okay. Cause let's just remember something for your folks. If you're a freaking employee for this team, for a team, you have a contract. Just like the coaches and the players. Do you not? You do. You do. At any point in this entire thing, did you hear me once say that players had their their uh, salaries reduced? No. So you're telling me that their contracts are ironclad and the yeah, employees not are employees. not? Yeah, that's fucked up. I just want to make one thing abundantly clear to every one of these 17 teams I just made mention of. Okay, and I do have to throw in the Minnesota Wild. I apologize. No, that's fine. You don't have to apologize. I get it. These fucking jackasses, these fucking goons, these freaking rich people who have these playthings in this league, who have the audacity to say that they deserve these little playthings that they think they can take care of. These criminals are null and voiding agreements that they made with their employees. Who, who made choices for their life around these contracts. Yeah. I don't care if you're making six figures or low five figures. You plan your life around what you're going to get. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I know there has been a pandemic and it's been bad and money has been scarce. But you're really telling me that these rich billionaires are that tapped out, really? Unless you're the Arizona Coyotes, which, by the way, I actually have not mentioned anything about the Arizona Coyotes because there was nothing to mention. Yeah. The only thing that's pro- that, the only problem with the Arizona Coyotes, as far as we've heard so far, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, is that they're just going to have to have a very soft or a very hard internal cap. That that's not necessarily true. Uh, on the the flip side of all of this, we're saying like, oh yeah, uh, employee or like players are getting paid, but not the employee. That's actually not true in Arizona's case. Oh, like, I heard, I and 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 you know what? You're right. Let me get like, into that real quickly. Arizona. It was just reported that Arizona uh, just went past the first day that they were supposed to pay their yearly signing bonuses, and they were not paid out. Pay. They did not pay them. Okay, again. I return to the original point. Jeremy Jacobs, owner of the Boston Bruins, had the balls to say that the coaches should take a reduction or should uh, uh, forego their salaries and their playoff bonuses. Fuck you, Jeremy Jacobs. Oh, I agree. Fuck that. Chicago Blackhawks have 20%, 15%, and 10% reductions and complete elimination of bonuses. The one and only time I'll say it. Fuck you, Stan. Or fuck you, Rocky Wirtz. Yeah, you I don't think that's bastard. the only time you're going to say fuck you, Sam. You Bowman. fucking bastard. Okay? Freaking Buffalo. 
Fuck you, Pagulas. Friggin' yeah, I agree. Uh, the Pagulas also own the the Buffalo Bills, so it's like, hey, maybe just like own one team if you can't afford it. The L.A. Kings, so, the L.A. Kings, they are half financed by Auschwitz by Auschwitz uh, Entertainment Group. Fuck that. Fuck I'll, those I'll, people. <laughs> Do you know how much money they're worth? Probably a lot of money. The freaking Molson family with the Montreal Canadiens. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Freaking Eugene money. Melnick. I hope that. I hope. That, ugh. I don't. I hate saying this. See, Eugene Melnick I is. Hope, is I, hope his, no I hope his other kidney that was still okay goes bad on him. Hey, hey. I know. And that's an awful thing for me to say. Pittsburgh Penguins. No offense, Mario. Get your freaking shit together because those guys deserve better. Yeah, hey, yo, how about all that money he made off those... Oh, no, that was Messier. I was going to say, how about all those M11 bucket? But, yeah, that was Vancouver messy. Canucks, the freaking Ac- uh, Aquilini. Screw you, all right? Winnipeg Jets are owned by the Thompson family, which is the third richest family in Canada, and I think something like the 20th richest family in the world. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. This is absolutely disgraceful. Everything about this is disgraceful. I agree. What else Every one of these guys should be brought up on labor charges tomorrow for this crap. I agree. These are these were contracts signed and put through lawyers and guaranteed. See, what sucks is the the players have a union, and that's why they're not getting fucked. That's why the like even with the Arizona stuff. That's already being being taken up with the players' association, and uh, like they're they're handling it. And I, from what I understand, all those players that didn't get paid their bonuses have been paid their bonuses now. Um, but what sucks is all these these regular employees of these teams they don't have even, and they aren't. They're like teams are not afraid of them. They're not afraid that they're gonna. There's not gonna be any retaliation if you try to stand up to these teams and say, "Hey, you gotta pay me what." I'm supposed to be paid. They're going to say, all right, uh, I'll see you later. I'll hire some kid that, that will do the job for cheaper. And Well, I'm glad. And you know what? You're 100% right. And I'm glad you brought up the players because here's my next note. Here's my next note. All 17 of these teams, you are now on notice by the re- – by not – not by this nobody who's ranting about you right now, because because obviously my opinion. Hey, you're you're not a, you're not a nobody. I appreciate that, but my opinion's not going to mean much to them. I will grant you that, but I'll tell you what. I can't speak for the Minnesota Wild now because they've already made some moves already. If I see one fucking free agency signing by the Chicago Blackhawks, it, I will be disgusted outside of my mind. I mean, it's going to happen. If you cannot play, if you cannot pay your fucking employees, don't you dare fucking spend that money you saved on freaking free agents. How fucking dare you? No, I agree. I, I no, and actually, uh, I don't want to scoop or steal, steal the content of another podcast, but actually in the second newest episode of Steve Dangle, they have like a, a whole like 10 minute segment on this where like, I think, Steve is like screaming. He he's basically saying all these owners that are saying like, "Oh, poor me, I have no money." They're gonna go out and spend fucking oh, millions. They, so so they talked about it too on theirs. Yeah. Okay. But they like 
but they were more of a whole league thing. You obviously you're more focused on the Blackhawks and you're you're zeroing because in on at that. The same t- I'll bring to light everything that came up came about of that one. But my singular focus, yes, is on the Chicago Blackhawks. And my yeah. focus it and you want to know what? Let's give a shout out to, to Rich. You don't see the abs doing this. Hey, I was gonna save that towards the end. And I'll tell you what, Stan Kroenke, I don't care what anybody says, Stan Kroenke, he's a fucking prick. Guy is a prick. Okay. He has I, his I, money, he, though. I, he, but he is, he is a penny pincher. He is a penny pincher. But I got to I gotta tell you, for how much of a prick I think that guy is, got a lot of respect for me so far that he hasn't cut salaries. Got to tell own, you that. He owns a couple teams. He owns a couple See, teams, like, yes. Now, now, while I hate when people call Minnesota a small market, because it's one of the best hockey markets – the rate the these TV ratings just look like, at the TV ratings. Oh yeah, the the Minnesota Wild. Like, okay, as much as the people in Minnesota absolutely adore the team, they're not a national brand like the Blackhawks are. And even just Minneapolis-St. Paul does not have nearly the population that Chicago has. Chicago has no excuse. I'm not saying the Wild have an excuse, but they are not bringing in nearly as much money as a team like the Chicago Blackhawks. Sure. So the Blackhawks, it's legitimately just absurd with how much money. I mean, you drive around Chicago right now and like all these bars have Blackhawks stuff in the window and all these people are still, I every single day see people walking around in Blackhawks apparel that they bought and gave money to the Blackhawks. Uh, they have plenty of money. And it's, it's really, it doesn't make a lick of sense aside from greed that they wouldn't pay these employees that are doing a lot of the hardest work for them. I'm just, I'm just so disgusted right now. I'm just, I'm so disgusted. I'm so freaking pissed off at the ethics of these teams and their owners, but even more specifically of a guy like Rocky Wirtz who wanted to write every wrong that his father made. Yeah. No, that's a big thing. Absolutely. Like the, his, his pops was a cheap bastard and he was known around town, gave the team a horrible reputation. Like, I mean, like all my dad, my grandparents he took games off of television. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, like my, my dad Good and grandparents, my dad and grandparents are much bigger Wolves fans than they are Blackhawks fans. They watch every Wolves game and they watch some Blackhawks games occasionally, but like they honestly, like when I talk to them about it, they consider themselves Blackhawks fans, but there's, they haven't gotten over the sour taste in their mouth from the, like from old man Wirtz and just all the cheap, nasty things that he did. It really set back hockey in Chicago 10, 15, 20 years. Unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. And now to see Rocky, this guy that's like, oh, I'm doing everything right, do something this egregiously wrong, it's it's a bad look. Not great. It's god awful. And I you know what, just because you brought it up, i apologize if it, if that sounded like a little too similar to Steve Dangles uh episode. No, 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 I like did, literally like- I really didn't realize that they they had done that on their episode, but oh my goodness. I I don't know what to say about this. I really don't. I have one thing to say. Go ahead. Go Avalanche. All right, let's close this out. Okay. Yep. Uh, I've I've, I've said my piece. I've said my piece. (laughs) You could follow us at Stuck Hockey on Twitter. 
You could also follow us on Twitter at Sports Buzzing. You could read our post, our articles, our blogs on buzzinsports.com. Uh, we all probably have one coming out pretty soon. I think. Also, like the Buzzin Sports Facebook page. We don't have a whole lot of likes yet, but we get like views and stuff. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So we're getting the views and uh, the page clicks, but we're not getting, we're not getting the likes on Facebook yet. So like us on Facebook, like it- Buzzin. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Um, what else? Yeah, so we'll have some articles coming out soon. I think Tim, uh, Wild Tim might be doing one on maybe some moves or maybe the uh, Koivu, baby. Koivu, yep, a nice Koivu. So I, I do plan on putting out a, a long, like it's probably going to be a real long. Probably going to be a little too long. It's going to be more more like a research paper than an article. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's going to be a Miko Koivu retrospective just because I cannot – say enough about that guy and what he did for minnesota so all right and then uh blackhawk tim you have anything i'm still world? i'm still putting it putting together an outline for a uh stan bowman oriented article all right uh, which is which i'm trying to aim for either tomorrow uh through tuesday at some point i'm gonna get now, are we gonna get any positive uh blackhawk articles yes you will okay. get some don't all worry right. about it it's not look it's just one of those things where the one great thing about us doing all this is it's great to at least just let out some emotion sometimes. Yeah. You got an outlet. Yep. True. Yeah. I'll, I'll be working on something pretty soon. Um, and when I, and when I got some good news to report, I'll report it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll end on that. Yes. Uh, everyone tell, uh, tell your friends about us. Tell, uh, I don't know. Tell, tell the guy walking down the block about us. I'm trying to think of someone tell, else. Tell, tell your grandparents. Tell your your mom, your pop. Yeah. <laughs> tell your uncle and aunt. Yeah. Tell the person walking down the street next to you make ethical choices. <laughs> oh. Hawk Tim is is virtue signaling. <laughs> oh, all right, let's cut this out before we yeah. Uh, let's get... get out of here. All right, guys, say say goodbye. We're gonna see you guys next week. All right. I'll see you later. See you later, everybody. Make good choices. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>